This first Sunday of Advent, the church gives us a <laughs> Lent. Did you catch that? I'm not quite awake yet this morning. Sorry about that. On this first Sunday of Lent, as we begin a new season of preparation to remind ourselves of the power of the resurrection in our lives, the church gives us these particular readings to remind us in a very simple way what it is we're supposed to be doing during these next six weeks as we take a look at ourselves, our spiritual lives, the God that we believe in, and how we want to strive to do the better thing in our lives so that the world can become a better place because of our being part of it. And so in the gospel, Mark, whose gospel is the simplest of all of them, has this very brief reminder that in order to begin his public ministry, Jesus went out into the desert. It doesn't say much in Mark's version about what happened in the desert, other than the fact that he spent 40 days there and was tempted by Satan. Confronting the reality of evil in a world that was designed to be good, taking a look at the reality of life as it is, recognizing that we don't always measure up to the kind of vision with which God intended the world to be lived and our lives to be celebrated. So Jesus goes into the desert to confront the truth of evil and comes back with the same message that John the Baptist had given to the disciples who followed him. Namely, that this is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The flavor of Jesus' message is just a bit different from that of John the Baptist, though John called his disciples to repent and to change their lives and to follow more carefully the design that God had for them when they were first created as people of goodness and light. But Jesus takes it a little further. Though he says that it's time for people to repent, he now says, this is the time of fulfillment. Now is the time when things can happen. You don't have to delay. You don't have to put off until some other time the reality of living the kind of life that God has intended for you from the beginning. Take the chance to believe in the goodness of God in your life and believe the gospel, the good news, that salvation is given to us because of the action and the presence of God becoming human. It's good, therefore, to be a human person. It's good to be the kind of creation you and I are. It is the way that God intends us to be but sometimes we miss the mark and forget our potential. And so we get a season to start again to remind ourselves of what it means to be a people of faith, a person of love, the image of God in the world that needs to see God's presence in order to become all that it was created to be. God relies on you and me to do the good that we are called to do. 
It's important for us to have a prayerful relationship with God, just as Jesus did out in the desert. But it's equally important to recognize there's a mission for each of us to be doing in the world. We're not to get lost in the church or in this kind of idea that somehow God and I have a private relationship. We are called to recognize that the relationship that each of us has in God is meant to give life to others. And we are meant to spend our lives loving others and growing more deeply confident of God's power within our attempts to do good. That's what the first reading reminds us of today, that covenant that God established with Noah and with the the people who followed him and with all the descendants of Israel and now even extended to you and to me, that God would never again punish people with a flood that that would destroy all of creation. Now we know that floods still occur. We know that there is destruction capable within floods, but never again will God destroy the whole world with a flood. There are promises and vestiges of good even when we encounter difficulty and destruction. That's the point of the covenant. A covenant is different from a contract in biblical understanding. A contract is made between people, but at some point, if it needs to be, it can be broken if the people change or if one party or the other doesn't fulfill its responsibilities. But a covenant in a biblical understanding can never be ended because God is always faithful to the covenant. Though we may try to break it, though we may move away from our intentions, the covenant is never ended. The promise is always there. There's always another chance for you and for me to get better than we feel we are right now. And every time we see a rainbow in the sky, the reading reminds us we can remember that. God is ever faithful, no matter how we're feeling about ourselves at the moment. And just as in order to see a rainbow, there needs to be sun and rain, so too there needs to be a constant communication trying to encounter the fullness of God's love in our lives. Peter's letter, our second reading, at least a portion of his letter today, reminds us of the very basic reality that Jesus came to create the potential for us to be renewed again fully in the Spirit of God. That Jesus came once for all to die to sin forever so that you and I can live, so that we can have the potential and the reality of living life according to this good news that Jesus gave in his ministry to the poor and the suffering and the disenfranchised. Jesus also gave his message of peace to you and to me so that we, like he, can also minister to others who need the signs of God's goodness and love. So as we begin this six weeks of Lent, we're challenged to look beyond ourselves and our personal relationship with God to put that relationship to good use 
for the sake of the world. And to begin that God is, and to believe that God is always at our side, always allow us to becoming the better, the more, the kind of people that we are promised to be through our own baptism, the kind of people that the world needs to see because God's presence is in our lives.